Welcome to our uh, special episode uh, for Ecological. I'm here with Teo. Mm-hmm. Here. And my name is Jan. And today we will be going over the effects uh, that Corona can have, or how it influences the future and the way it will affect climate change. So Corona is taking a uh, toll on us. How are we holding up, Jan? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you. Uh, how about you? Uh, I'm I'm not a, a big uh, outgoer, so it doesn't really change my life too much. Yeah, yeah. Where it really hurts is people who uh, are forced to have or like only have manual jobs or jobs that forces them to go outside. Yep. Yeah, you don't really have a choice. Otherwise, you have to still pay your bills. Um, so it must be real hard for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that also leads on to uh, actually everybody has to stay home, you know, schools are closing, uh, universities and uh, people are told to work from home. Um, which goes to our first uh, point of the stay at home effect, um, which, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, which has already reduced uh, traffic flow, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, on one side, that's pretty good because Obviously, the transportation sector is the biggest contributor to greenhouse gases emissions in some countries, such as uh, the United States. And as uh, schools and businesses have closed, uh, it has reduced uh, travel and it could temporarily drive down carbon emissions in communities where people are spending more time at home. Generally, there's less activity, so it's no big revelation that carbon emissions are going to go down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and at first, it does seem as a, that it's good for climate. However, there uh, sort of is a potential catch because uh, when people stay at home, uh, it could mean that they have more energy usage. Uh, and that obviously depends on weather conditions, uh, geography, and lifestyles. But for example, if... Uh, you have to be at home in a cold country, then you always have to have heating on, and uh, mm-hmm. that could lead to more energy usage than, uh, for example, going to work and then back and having a much shorter period of time that you're using that energy at your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually interested if there's like any kind of data on that. Like, I'd imagine that we'd use more resources, but I'm not sure if it's... Uh directly more for the emissions we use like uh, we could use like i don't know or uh, gas uh, burners to cook food but other, other than that like electricity and water i mean it could still come from uh, coal factories and all but yep. generally i don't know better than driving a car maybe even so yeah and i, re- I really think that would also be uh, dependent for the country it's in uh, like in, as I said, in more countries, it would be uh, way lower uh, than, for example, in the Netherlands, I feel like. Uh, I mean, now it's uh, pretty warm, generally, because it's uh, almost summer. Mm. Uh, yeah, that that is pretty interesting. And it also, there's been a spike in uh, online shopping. Like, everybody's just uh, starting to buy stuff online and getting things delivered. 
mm-hmm. which um, also that can have a larger carbon footprint than uh, just going to a store. So that's also uh, one small downside. Yeah. Even so, though, uh, business still goes on. Uh, cargo ships still moves. Yeah. <laughs> but on the plus, uh, if we look at like China, for example, that's a famous one, uh, we see like a comparison image of when the government uh, forced quarantines the population and after it lifted it, or even before, we see like a huge change in the uh, highlights of carbon emissions. And it said something like 20% less, which even says to be like historical, I guess, before our uh, industrial revolution, maybe. Yeah, I have uh, some statistics here later on as well. And um, one, one interesting part, what I thought about is uh, what would happen after the uh, coronavirus eventually sort of dies down, uh, for example, if we find a vaccine for it. So... That, that's also a thing that uh, a lot of people have uh, learned to understand, that actually the biggest potential impact uh, of a virus is that it can have a very large effect on uh, our economy. And I feel like that could be one of the biggest uh, impacts that it will have. Um, and if it affects the entire economy, then that's also going to affect economic output, uh, consumption, and emissions. For example, uh, with a major economic downturn, uh, people will just consume less resources, uh, which could lead to a decrease in uh, greenhouse gas emissions. So it's, it's definitely benefiting the uh, environment. Uh, and sure. I mean, this isn't going to last a whole lot uh, forever. At most, like, the virus, the cure for it could come in a year minimum, probably even later yeah. for an actual vaccine. It takes quite a while to make one, actually. Um, and the real uh, benefit from this, I'd argue, is that the cooperation needed to uh, fix the virus is a uh, global one, or at least it should. Um, we should be helping each other. And uh, now, uh, China, for example, is very cooperative in sharing their data at least for the coronavirus. And I hope that that kind of leads to a more global cooperation in the future, um, even for different uh, problems than the coronavirus. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like the climate change, yeah. So that's what I'm hoping is to happen from this and uh, how the coronavirus is going to form the future. Yeah. Uh, that's also uh, one thing that obviously the short-term impact of uh, or like the short-term effects that we are seeing for the um, uh, emissions is obviously not going to last. Uh, we've already seen that in China, there was a massive drop in uh, air pollution and uh, greenhouse gas emissions. But now those are again slowly beginning to rise as um, they're, they're opening uh, more businesses. Yeah. So, For all we know, <laughs> there are- probably better off with all of us dropping dead but <laughs> okay that turned uh, pretty dark <laughs> but yeah obviously uh, there, there's nothing to celebrate about this even if it does uh, contribute to a temporary decline in uh, greenhouse gas emissions because uh, global carbon emissions tend to bounce back fairly shortly after uh, 
things like this end. And we've seen that in the past as well. And uh, that also happened, I think, in China, there was a similar event. And then uh, after it ended, there was more emissions than before. So we could also be looking at uh, that it could um, have a negative impact, uh, possibly. Well, not sure if it's even more than before. Uh, no, 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 I don't mean now, but <laughs> just in the past, there's been similar events. Oh, yeah. and, and that's what I meant, that there's been a downfall due to some sort of crisis, and then it rose more than it was before the crisis, after it ended. Uh, maybe. But yeah, it also has a sort of uh, changes in behavior. And uh, I feel like uh, that's obviously also going to have an impact on emissions, uh, which could be positive or negative. Um, and uh, the important question is, are these uh, changes going to be long-term? Uh, because people might not uh, want to travel as much anymore. They might use their car less. Uh, Etc. You know, it can have uh, long term. You hope their uh, habits stays forever. The life of a hermit. Great uh, social experiment, really. <laughs> yes, secretly. But I feel like this goes to show us that, like, we humans all over the world, the government and all, um, we really are bad at preparing for stuff. Um, I mean, not just for coronavirus, but everything in general. Um, we just don't act until it really hits us hard. And I feel like that's going to be the same thing for the climate change. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a good point and a good realization. But actually, only once things start being visible and the uh, uh, you know, once you see it, then only then people will start to act, and then it can be too late. It's so like comparable with any problem. The first, uh, almost all governments are in denial of the problem, and once the death toll uh, rises, we start to rethink about our decisions. Um, so, yeah, not sure if that's uh, just human or what, but. We're just really bad. Um, yeah, we're not evolved in that way either. Uh, we tend to look at the short-term profits. So it's by nature, maybe to some extent, hardwired, maybe even. Yeah. So that's a hopefully that changes because uh, one um, positive effect I can see that it could happen and uh, it could lead to some uh, possible breakthroughs is that uh, now people are pausing a lot more and because they're in their houses uh, for so long, they have the chance to think. And uh, I feel like uh, everybody can use these uh, or like, yeah, these types of moments uh, to communicate with each other and focus on some of these bigger issues uh, that are facing us that sometimes we don't have the time uh, to focus on because some people neglect it because uh, it's just too time consuming and they don't have it. Uh, for example, they come, they have something they have to do currently and they cannot look at such a uh, issue that mm -hmm. will only affect them in the long term. Yeah. So, yeah, now that everyone is home, I feel like we can use this time to focus on these bigger issues.
Yeah, definitely. That should be our takeaway from this. <laughs> then after yeah. it ends, and uh, global cooperation is key for any problem. That is very true. Uh, that was also with one of the. Um, I forget what it was called, but there was a contract on um, climate change uh, that for every country to have to lower their emissions by a certain percentage. And uh, almost everybody signed, except for Trump, um, which uh, meant that uh, actually, if USA doesn't cooperate as well, then that's pretty negative for climate change because it has such a um, large contribution because it's such a large country. So, yeah. And uh, have you talked about the percentages earlier? Um, I have some uh, statistics here, I think. Yes. So it has led to a shutdown of uh, different economic activity with uh, a reduction in the fossil fuels. And uh, as you were saying that in China, the, uh, they measured that um, when they contained the virus in February alone, it caused a drop in uh, carbon emissions of an estimated 25%. Oh, yeah. Um, which I think, uh, if I read it correctly, I can't remember right now, it was something like 2 million uh, tons of carbon uh, fuel, mm -hmm. which is pretty significant. That's, that's great. Okay. I'm sure that's uh, the same case for all the countries, not 25% maybe, but to yeah. some extent the same amount, I hope. Yeah, it, it might even be more in some of the, because obviously every country is taking different measures. Uh, mm -hmm. Some are in complete lockdown, which will have yeah. a larger drop than uh, yeah, other areas. Um, so yeah, I think that's one of the main takeaways, as I said earlier, that actually in the short term, uh, the, respon the response uh, of a pandemic does, uh, it, it does seem to be having a positive effect. Uh, but the question is, uh, in the long term, will it help uh, or harm uh, the climate? What do you think? Uh, other than what I just, uh, what I said before, just the establishment of a cooperation or just the, uh, yep, yep. yeah, just being used to cooperating with each other. That I hope that people or the governments or, you know, the, <laughs> our world leaders realizes that really there's just only benefits in cooperating and uh, just trusting the science community a bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're just uh, negligent or leaders are weird. <laughs> they don't understand the world of uh, leadership. Probably much complicated and they might have their reasons, but really is it in our best interest of the rest of us, really. That goes to another point where this whole coronavirus thing is a really just the survival of the richest. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah. The more money you have, the longer you can stay home, and you probably have a job that you can stay home to do. So tough world. <laughs> uh, that's the best uh, if people are able to work from home. Uh, if you aren't able to do that, that's uh, pretty unfortunate. Um, but yeah, our response, uh, or everybody's response uh, to this health crisis, well, 
shape how the climate crisis will develop um, in the decades to come. Because um, when everything dies down, we will have to revive uh, all the economic activity. And uh, currently, if we create effective plants for that, that are uh, more friendly and uh, less contributing to the crisis, then uh, that could lead to a pretty positive effect. Um, yeah, I just hope that uh, um, amid this crisis, we uh, have a chance and I think we can, um, or we do have the ability to build a better future. Yeah. Um, and re yeah, yeah, really lockdowns and uh, distancing will not save the world from uh, global warming. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to uh, take off again once this thing ends. Yep. But yeah, it's, it's all about the cooperation, I feel. But that's all, all we had to say, I believe. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in and uh, stay safe. <laughs> Wash your hands more than 20 seconds. Uh, stay like five feet away from each other. <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, use your uh, free time effectively. Maybe even thinking about how you yourself uh, can make some positive changes to your lifestyle and to lower your car uh, carbon usage. Invest in uh, electric stoves. Yep. Bye, everyone. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. Stay safe.